Hello, friends, family, and friends who are family, maybe even the odd listener that I don't know. Um, in today's episode, I got a chance to chat with Warren Edwards, who is a former classmate of mine, although we were never actually in the same class. Um, we both went to school together at GL Roberts in South Oshawa, and uh, I, I sent him a message this week. Um, in fact, I scrolled through our, our Facebook Messenger history, and really we've only spoken a couple of times on here. Uh, January 14th, 2010, I said, dude... I have a Diane Cui, C-U-I, I'm not sure how you'd say it, um, who requested to be my friend. I see that she's friends with you too. Am I supposed to know this woman? Help me out, bud. Rick. He replies, I have no clue. I thought she added me because I throw parties. I haven't even had a convo with her. So I'm going to say no because I don't know her. And then I said, ha, 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 ha. Thanks, dude. No dice then. And really, we haven't talked since. Um... And I sent him a message on Friday after he made a Facebook post that really caught my interest and stood out. Uh, I said, Warren, I just had a laugh rereading what we texted about in 2010. I bet it's like a time machine for you, you family man. I'm reaching out to see if you'd want to speak your mind about George Floyd, how this type of thing also happens in Canada, and just to shed some light on it from your perspective. I asked because I know the good that you do in our hood, and you know I've been fighting the good fight from the school standpoint, too. I'm worried that I'm crossing some invisible line or doing something so cliche like, oh, let's just ask a black guy. I worry because I truly don't have a lot of black friends, and this might be offensive to you in some way, and I hope that it's not. I really hope you just see that my circle is what it is, underrepresented by the black community. I'm an elementary teacher from Oshawa that plays hockey and baseball for fun. We didn't have many black classmates at GL Roberts either. I'm mostly asking because I respect you and your opinion. Your post today touched me. Would you like to record a podcast with me soon? And he just replied back with, yes, sir. Just let me know when, big guy. And I'll tell you when. Right now. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Warren, what's up, man? Nothing much. How are you? I am doing all right. Uh, let's uh, let's jump into things, man. How how are you doing? Because that's that's the question right now. Because I read your post on Friday, and uh, it went like this, just for people that that you know aren't friends with you and don't know you. You posted on Friday. I remember being fourteen, and before I left for school, my mom would come to me and ask me to be careful at school. She had a bad dream. Then I didn't understand why she was so worried every time I left the house. Now I understand her worries being a parent now. I have a white son that has been raised by black families and culture and has embraced that fully. I have a daughter and son who are biracial, but to the world they will be viewed as black. With everything happening around us, I now understand the worries of my mother. Will I outlive my children? Will my children be victim of senseless crime? Or will they have their lives taken from them by someone who is supposed to protect them? And then obviously all this has been unfolding. So, man, just like what's been going on with you? What's going on with you right now? I mean, for me, it's just, I mean, I think 
Will Smith probably said it best is, you know, racism isn't happening more. It's just being filmed. Um, I mean, I guess mm. growing up, going through things. So, for example, that, that post that I made um, relating to my mom, my mom would always, you know, kind of tell me she had a dream that something bad happened to me. And at the time, when I was 14, I'd be like, Mom, like, come on now. Like, nothing's going to happen to me. Right. But now me being a parent myself, I look at all the things that have been happening, um, whether it be here, um, whether it be through personal experiences, whether it be in the States. Um, honestly, like, realistically, anything can happen. And a lot of it is based uh, – a lot of it, honestly, is based off the color of your skin, but also who you're with. Right. So, again, in the post, mm. I talked about my my son, my oldest son, who I claim is being mine. By obviously, biologically, he's not mine, but uh, I've known him since he's been one. So I claim him as mine. That's um, your boy. That's yeah, your boy. that's that's my. Yeah, he's my you know, he's my number one. Um, but I, I tell people all the time, you know, he's very entrenched in the culture. Um, he music, style of dress, people he hangs around um, kind of all honestly reflect the, the, how he grew up and i would say to him you know like as you grow up you could be a target because of the people that you hang around you know what i mean by like just 100 yeah by like just hanging out with certain people right um and then again so again my wife is white um and i try and explain to her some of the experiences that i have gone through um and growing up black children right and there's ways of the world that she didn't see before because my wife is from Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. Um, okay. So there's different things that she's never seen before where it's kind of coming to light where now she's kind of seeing, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then a lot of it too also happened with the shooting that happened downtown, right? Um, where it's literally like acts of violence. Um, again, and like I said it before, like people who are there to honestly that you are calling to protect you um just you know kind of i don't know i don't know i'm almost out of last words it's like things keep happening and it's not honestly it's not even only black lives like again with the situation that happened in hamilton where the police didn't even believe that the person had gotten shot when they tried to step in and intervene with uh with someone being robbed right it's just different things just non-belief that's a that's exactly what it is. Like, there's a lot of non-belief. I, I'm seeing in my my feed a lot of people, you know, observing the the tire fire that's going on in the states right now, and you know, pretending almost like it's not happening here so much. And mm-hmm. and we know that it is. It's just not as as in the light because probably a number of things like population alone. Like we are a much smaller country, so on a smaller scale, this has to happen less, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, is it still happening? I I don't even know as a white dude. I'm not as sure as I thought I was before. Yeah, you know what? Um, It does does happen. It just happens in different ways, right? So, for example, um, I do a lot of youth work in the South End. Um, And thank you for that, by the way. I want to just jump in and say... I, I knew you when you were 14 because I was like, what, 15, 16, a couple years older. Mm-hmm. We are South Oshawa boys, but I'm a white boy and I, I, I look like the, the neighbors around me. <laughs> and, and Warren, you're a person of color in South Oshawa, man. Like, yeah. I, that's, that's why I wanted to reach out to you in the first place. I, I just wanted to know, like, what was it like? Because we had basically the same kind of upbringing, did mm-hmm. we not? 
Pretty so much. Ahead, uh, pretty much. I'd say um, for me, it's, it was like a little bit two-folded, right? So because um, I grew up, I grew up in Scarborough, then I moved out to South Oshawa. And um, it's just it's just funny because of the negative stereotypes or like negative thoughts that people have with South Oshawa. And honestly, I'm not even going to lie. Like growing up, I shared those same things like, oh, yeah, like Southern. It's like I'd almost pretend like I wasn't from the Southern. You know what I mean? Especially yep. when yep. you go to like different events. Um, so, for example, like in high school, I had the opportunity to go to like a youth kind of national youth event. And like everyone's like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, uh, uh, well, I, you know, I, I sleep in Oshawa. And then I remember Lindsay being like, you're from South Oshawa. And I was like, uh, 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 mm-hmm. right. But yeah. And again, like as I grew up, so I, I had I I say I had the fortunate um, opportunity to leave the province. So I actually moved to Nova Scotia for almost five years, mm. um, ran a rec center out there, seen the beauty, but then also heard about everything that was kind of happening out here in the South End, right? Like kids robbing each other, kids pulling out knives and stabbing one another and just different things like that. So that's kind of like how my youth work kind of came back around full circle. Um, Cause like I said, like I was running a rec center in Nova Scotia, um, built up some great relationships with some youth out there. Um, and right. then I realized, you know what? It's me. Like I didn't, I don't know anybody in this province, but through some things that I did, I got to know a lot of people, right? So I came back with the intention of trying to do something to make a difference because yes, like I was the kid that grew up in South Oshawa. The difference was that I had, I had opportunities, you know what I mean? So one, A, my parents are going to let me get into trouble even if I wanted to. Um, B, the principal at our school, so Miss Black and Miss Littlefield, um, they looked out, like they honestly looked out and I, I couldn't even understand why because... I was a middle of the pack student. I wasn't an A plus student. I wasn't someone who was failing everything, but I was like a middle of the pack. I was trying to just skate by unnoticed. And they kind of, mm. I guess they seen something and, you know, just kind of was like, okay, boom, and kind of guided me. So that's what I wanted to do was the whole premise of what I do in the self and is trying to give uh, the youth leadership opportunities, right? Because especially ones that don't get it. Because what I find is, a lot of the leadership opportunities that are given are given to the people who present as more mature or already have those skills and the best the same kids over and over. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Over over. The same kids get those opportunities over and over again. And the best way I can kind of put it is, and I use Nova Scotia again, is when I was in Nova Scotia, I ran a youth leadership program. Um, and that basically cause I worked for the municipality and when I was there, there was a program that ran all summer. My youth leadership coordinator kept coming to me because she had issues with the kids. Um, some of the kids were acting out and doing different things. Behavior was a, a huge issue. And she kept saying to me, you know, Warren, like, I want to kick these kids out. Warren, like, I want to kick them out. Like, they shouldn't be in the program. They don't deserve to be in the program. And I remember saying to her was, look, man, like, I'm going to be very honest with you. You have to do everything in your power to try and reach out to these kids to get it to them. Once you've tried everything, then maybe I'll think about it. But you have to remember, your job is to teach these guys these skills because they're coming to you without them. And if they already knew it, then you wouldn't have a job. That's it. Right? And she was just kind of like, okay, understood. And honestly, from then, the summer kind of flipped. 
the behaviors kind of changed because now she was finding different ways to kind of deal with the behaviors, right? Um, now, same thing flipped around here. I volunteer, or I say volunteer, but like I did have a contract with the school board until like COVID and whatnot happened. But um, I do some extra work at GL Roberts. Um, that's one of the schools that I go to. Graduates of GL, obviously, we have to go back, you know, self-end. But yes, um, that's one of the things I notice is it's just opportunities like opportunities, especially for kids that don't believe in themselves. And uh, last year I ran a summer camp and I was able to give two, well, basically six youth from the South End summer jobs that honestly, if they probably applied through the city, would have never gotten a job. And I had one of the teachers come back to me in September and ask me why I gave a certain individual a job because they had gotten into it and the student ended up like swearing at the teacher and kind of cussing the teacher out. And I said, you know, my whole, my whole job here is to give these guys the opportunities. And I was like, you know what? That particular youth was the best staff we had that summer. Really? Yeah. Just a bad moment, though, Just right? Just a bad moment, right? And then they kind of live with that. They get labeled, right? Yeah. So, but I mean. It can happen. Yeah. With, uh, with, with and I guess with, with all the stuff that's kind of going on around us right now. Um, it's, it's, it's infuriating, right? But all I can do is honestly keep doing the things that I'm doing, right? And go off of, again, the, the lived experience that I've had. So I've, I've had people I don't know, um, while I was, so I, I, I lived in Ajax for a small portion of time and, uh, standing at the bus stop with then my four-year-old and, no, he wasn't even four. He was three. Three-year-old and my some-odd-month baby, right? And I'm at the bus stop just waiting for the bus. And someone drives by and, you know, kind of screams out a racial slur and then takes off. And at the moment, I remember being so angry. But then I remember just thinking about it and being like, you know what? These people are cowards because I'm sitting yep. here with two kids, right? And they can't even pull their car to a stop. Get out call me that name to my face while I have my two kids with me, right? And that's kind of how I kind of live my life, I guess, day to day is people, like people who are doing these actions are cowards. They're afraid of something, right? They're afraid that, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's, like, I don't know if they're afraid that people are going to take their jobs, people are going to look, look better than them. Um, just it fear that people could end up, I guess, on top, like, I don't know what the fear, the, the reasoning of the fear is, but it's just, it's fear based. And I think a lot of times, like now, so for example, on, on social media right now, it's kind of like the blackout, you know, blackout Tuesday, and different things like that. And um, I feel like right now the world is kind of standing together. And I feel like it's the beginning of when COVID happened. And I really kind of hope that it stays with people united um, instead of kind of, oh, yeah, this is just a trend right now and then breaking off. And changes things, yes. right? Like moves things forward, like helps us get to the next level yes. where we can deal with the next challenge because, like, we've been stuck on this one for 200 years, mm -hmm. man. Like, it's been a very uh, long time. Can we talk about the blackout thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got questions, course. dude. You don't even know. Like, I, I, come, I come home today after cleaning up my classroom and I see friends with the black background mm -hmm. and I go, Okay. So the very first one I see is just a black background. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? That's beautiful. 
I, I'm just going to mm-hmm. do that. So I go and I actually Google black background. I save it as a picture because the picture I tried to save was too small or yeah. something. And I'm like, okay, perfect. I did the black background. I'm like, this, I'm support. I'm trying my very best to just be more than an advocate, mm-hmm. right? And then another person, I see it's, it says Black Lives Matter, hashtag Black, black Lives Matter. And then I saw my mom had shared it, and I was like, yes, okay, all right. Then let's, let's get the hashtag mm-hmm. going. So I get the hashtag going. And then right away, Warren, right away, the next post I see is a teacher friend of mine who writes, do not post black squares with the hashtag, hashtag um, Black Lives yeah. Matter. Unintentionally, quite literally, erasing the space organizers have been using to share resources. Stop it. Stop. And then I was like, oh, my God, like. I'm doing this wrong now too, right? So <laughs> I deleted that. And then I was like, do I post? Do I, do I share this news? I'm like, I don't even know what to do. And I swear to God, I think that's where I'm at right now, man. Like, I don't, I don't know what, what I'm supposed to do to help because I feel like I'm watching something that I have no control mm-hmm. over, even though we do have little bits of control. It's just, it's a way of thinking, yeah. right? Like it's change, changing the way others think. I know how I think, but like, I'm questioning, I'm questioning everything yeah. now, man. Like I'm actually, I'm starting to seek out other people's opinions. I just, I know now that I don't know anything. You know what though? And I think that's honestly, I think that's the way we all have to go into everything is like, we don't know everything. And I think that's where there's a lot of, conflict is that you have two people who are two people who honestly i want to say like well one like one group thinks that they know what's best for them obviously one group will and then one group that thinks that they know what's best for the other people right um and i think that that's fine to question like i'm not I, i think it's the best thing to do um is to question and ask questions um because then at least you're seeking knowledge right and ignorance is ignorance is bliss is so they say right like you don't know what you don't know right um i would say honestly for you rick like keep asking questions um and i know obviously i know that your heart is pure right like you're not doing it just like a lot of people are just jumping on just to do it um but just keep asking because i'm not gonna lie I was very confused too with the 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 Black Lives Matter hashtag, um, and then I the same thing happened, right? I learned that no, don't do that one. But obviously, the reasoning, like you were saying, yes, because it kind of erases everything that's been done from before, right? And it'll just be a bunch of black squares instead of like everything that's kind of just me happened and has led to this point, right? For anyone that's listening that doesn't understand how hashtags work, it's just a way of categorizing information as similar or like so that you can group things online that otherwise might not be grouped. And then when you search a hashtag, you can see all the information that's there. It's not just for, you know, telling everyone that you also have a cute bulldog. <laughs> it's it's like a way of organizing your shit so that you can move somewhere if you are involved in something mm. like this. So. It's, it's something that I didn't think of. I, I I had no idea, man. Like I never thought like that yeah. before, and it makes sense that you didn't yeah. either, because you being a black dude doesn't mean you have the downloaded information of like how to do this properly. You had to learn it like I did, right? Yeah, exactly. Give me one second. I'm just gonna hold on because my 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 dude, my son is talking life. to me. One second. Yes, Kale. 
Okay, I think he's I think he's good. <laughs> All right, yeah. Warren, I got to say, man, I, I reached out to you because I, I respect you tremendously. It's been really cool bumping into you as adults because, uh, as you know, but maybe not everybody, I, I moved back and started teaching at Village Union. Um, and that's, that's you know, right around your family yes. of schools. So when, when you and your, uh, your boy and, and your kids, you know, come and compete in the big gym at Village <laughs> Union, we would bump into each yes. other once in a while. And it was cool to catch up. It was nice to see that you continued doing everything that you were doing. Cause I think you and me were on like the same track mm-hmm. in high school to just mm-hmm. help people. We were just kind of nice people that got along with mm-hmm. most people. And like when you, when you say you're a middle of the pack student, you just wanted to like kind of stay off the radar. <laughs> you didn't fly too high. You never burned too low. Like that was yeah. me too. Right. Like yeah. I remember being on student council yeah, with you. I do, do you remember, remember that. <laughs> I do remember those times where honestly it was fun. Cause I don't know. I like to say like I'm a class clown, but I like to give too much attention to myself. I like to get work done, but I'm kind of the guy who doesn't want to get recognition for it. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Well, that comes with the territory, man. When you do big things, like step up for your community like that, it, it comes with it. You you kind of have to tell people about it. You have to not boast, but yeah. boost, right? Yeah. So when you're doing stuff, and that was my favorite part about bumping in you, I was like, hey, man, what are you doing? You were like, oh, my God, I'm involved with this program. And, you know, I'm really just trying to jumpstart things yeah. back in our hood. And I was like, yeah, this is great, man. Rick, since then, so much has happened. So much is so much has happened because um, I seen you, I think, literally, like right after I started it up. Right. So tell me what's what's been going on. Okay, with so. That now? Since that, like, since that run-in, um, like I said, so I help out GL Roberts. So I started um, a boys program. So I had a grant through TD to help me run two programs. One, a boys program called the Bro Code um, for youth stereotyping, or sorry, to break down stereotypes of young males. Um, that program was great at GL Roberts. Um, through GL Roberts, I had also gotten into... Um, Jay Clark Richardson in Ajax um, okay. to run the exact same program but with them it was just their grade nines um, and through that I got to follow the grade nines through well I say through high school but right now they're in grade 10 so I was working with them one on one meeting with them individually because I, I don't like to run a program and then just drop in and be like alright see you later guys that's it Right. Um, right. I like to see yep. how they progress, see how they grow, what they've learned from it, you know, kind of stay connected because um, it's all about relationships. Uh, my wife ran a girls mm-hmm. program for me. Uh, we called it Let's Get Active, um, where that was a leadership component, where it was non-competitive games. It was cooperative, cooperative activities. Um, but they also got to leave the South End and go on different, like, I guess, adventures that they would have never done before. And uh, so the two programs were covered through TD. I got a small grant through TD to be able to run those programs. Um, and then I also did workshops at elementary school. So we did one at Cannon. We just finished two at Roberta Bondar and Terry Fox, both in Ajax. And then we're supposed to do yep, yep. two more before COVID hit. So we're supposed to go to um, Westland and then Lesser B. Pearson. Um, and then Pine Ridge had also asked me to do something with them. 
Um, and then I also did some stuff through the region. So through the Lakeview um, Harborside Complex, um, <clears throat> I ran a couple programs for them as well. And uh, the community, now I, I, the other day I was at Walmart and I seen one of the parents and they're like, look, it's the youth workers in the South there. We miss you guys. Are you guys coming back? And we're like, of course, you know, we're coming back. We just have to wait for the whole COVID thing um, to be up and over with yep. so we can get everything kind of back up and running. Um, but I mean, honestly, I, I think the best part about doing all of this is, is the relationships that we're building with the youth and honestly with the parents as well. Cause I find what ends yes. up happening is a lot of times like you build a relationship with the youth, but then the parents are kind of missed. Right. And then the parents have no idea who you are, the kind of things that you're doing. Um, but then you can't relay, um, like, I don't, like, good things, like, positive interactions with the parents, right? Um, they also want to hear things that are going on. Because a lot of the kids that I'm working with have come in, con like, have come in conflict with the law, right? So they want to hear about the good things that are going on. They want to know that there's somebody out there that's looking after their kid. Um, so I go, I make house yes. calls. I'll go to someone's house. I, I did that where a kid wouldn't get up for school. And I go to his house and I knock on the door and his grandmother would be like, hey, Warren, like, you know, he's still in bed. And I was like, no problem. I went up, got him up out of bed, drove him to school because sometimes you just need a little extra push, right? Well, you just showed that kid that somebody outside of all the people that are supposed to care about him, somebody outside of that circle mm -hmm. cares about him. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that's great. There's no kind of love like a South Oshawa person who loves you because they have learned to appreciate you like the loyalty. Like I've always told people when, when you're from Oshawa, like the, at first you, you might not get trusted. If you're like a supply teacher or like a new teacher in a school, at first you're going to get tested and they're going to push you a little bit. But when you don't fold and when you continue to care about them, once you prove to them that you're like on their team, those same kids would do anything for you. And the same for the parents. When, when they know what you're doing and they, they can appreciate you, there's no appreciation like a South Oshawa parent yes, appreciation. You know I, what I mean? I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean 100%. And exactly what you say is true. So the first time I knocked on that kid's door, um, I knocked on the door and it was like, who are you? And I was like, oh, hey, you know, I'm Warren. It's like, oh, you're Warren. Okay, you know, so-and-so said so much <laughs> about you. And I was like, okay. And then after that, it was just like, you know, welcome to the point where, they, you know, like they kind of, they get, so for example, there's one, the one youth that I'm talking about, uh, again, got into some issues and it was, I did an event, um, through the summer where we did like dodgeball, capture the flag, manhunt, right. And, uh, the kid had conditions where he's under house arrest and he couldn't leave and he got conditions. The grandmother was like, okay, well, I'm going to talk to his probation officer where, you know, you can have him with you as long as you're the one that brings him to and from. And I was like, okay, no problem, right? So this, okay. again, ultimate trust, as long as they know that you have the best interests and you're looking out and you're doing, you know what I mean, like good things, then again, ultimate trust. And it, as you said, honestly, I feel like there is no love like self and love. You're absolutely right. Like that, that is the thing, like, they, they mm -hmm. love with passion and yeah. with passion. So yes. nothing, mm -hmm. nothing's in the middle, right? Like it's, yeah. it's all in or all out. Um, 
And that's one of my favorite things about having taught back in the area because I got to see what we lived. Because, like, I remember sizing teachers yeah. up. I remember giving us yeah. a bunch of teachers. And I think that's what it is, too, right? Is a lot of it is they, they remind me of me, except that I knew when and when to stop. Okay, just ask him to take his shoes off. Okay. <laughs> Did he say he, he went yeah, in the pool so with I have the shoes my on? Yeah, nephew here as well. Um, and uh, so he is nonverbal autistic. But he's 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 seven. Okay. He's huge. Like he's probably up to my shoulder, and um, he's honestly probably like, the most sweet kid. But he's very uh, he's very <laughs> mischievous, right? So <laughs> <laughs> Gets himself yeah, into some yeah. Situations, so, like, he, but the thing is that he loves water. So we have this like kind of wading pool, if you want to call it that. And uh, he he loves to put different things in there. So. Uh, my oldest was just saying, like, he's watching him right now. He was just saying that he went into the little waiting pool with his shoes on, right? But we just added more water to it today, and I cleaned it all out. So he's probably like, oh, man, it's going to be dirty. But it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, that's good. That's good. Warren, I-, I feel like we could talk for a long time just to catch up and stuff, but I want to give the family man his time oh, with his thank family. You. <laughs> I like that. I like what you did. Yeah. Uh, you like that? <laughs> you take it. Take it. It's yours now. <laughs> Warren, I'm going to do something because uh, I'm not going to edit okay. this podcast at all. Normally, I sit down and I edit stutters and mm-hmm. ums and ahs and stuff, but I just feel like our talk, I just wanted everybody to know it was just two guys talking, no editing because... I don't know, man. I just wanted to hear mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. perspective, you know? Yeah, man. It's uh, like I can get it in 30 yeah. minutes or less. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, man. I just, yeah. Like I said, I hope, I hope if, if anyone gets anything from out of this, I really hope that the strength that everyone's kind of holding together as a unit right now um, is exactly the words that you use kind of, you know, helps change things moving forward. And it's not just something that's a trend right now and tomorrow it'll be forgotten. Now, I really, I really think this is like a reprogramming mm-hmm. of a lot of people's brains, especially a lot of people mm-hmm. that are older than us. Um, not that they necessarily meant any harm with things that were, done or said or you know even thought over the years but like it's time that we change and you can't just say i'm stuck in my ways it's time for you to yeah to figure out how it is you know honestly because there's a lot of uh, people that are coming up who honestly like i i would say like it's just again it's just this, this as you said it's it's just stuff has been going on for way too long right so it's time that we do something about it make some changes um, I'm feeling pretty, pretty guilty on myself for leaving Oshawa. Cause I'm not sure if you're aware, but I've transferred mm-hmm. out of village union and I'm heading back to my own school oh. in Ajax. Um, the South End's going to miss yeah, you. I'm actually Are you? Brothers Creek. What? Yeah. I am Are you familiar with that school and that I know, yeah. you, you know, that area. Yeah. No, that's good, man. Congrats. Okay. The so, South End's going to miss you. Thank you. I, I know that. And that's why like, I hear you talk about your work with GL and GL is mm. always going to hold a special spot in my heart too. So um, when, when everything gets back to normal, I'd like to volunteer oh, with you if you'd have of me. Of course. Find something I can do to help out with something, 
All right. Just, sounds yeah. good to yeah, me. Yeah, let's talk. Sounds good to me. Okay, man. I hope that you and your family are great. Say hi to anybody that uh, you're still right, connected with do. and might know me. And uh, I'll right, give you a shout good. when this is up, dude. Thank Warren, you. Warren, thank you for your and time. And stay safe. All right. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoy catching up with all my former classmates. I realize it's cool to have good friends that you stay connected with and that you connect with often, but there's a special kind of cool that comes with meeting up with someone that you haven't seen for a long time and having a good conversation. So I'm having a lot of fun, and I have no idea if anyone's listening to this or enjoying it, but uh, I definitely am, and, and so that's enough. That's enough for me. So...